Good morning. It's good to see everyone here. If you're a visitor, we'd like to welcome you back anytime you have the opportunity. And we thank you for choosing to worship here with us this morning. I'm going to take a story from the Old Testament and we're going to kind of look at it and we're going to kind of search it and find some things for, uh, that we can apply to our lives. But I want to start out with a story. Amber and I went on vacation to Panama City this summer. We went to the beach. We were walking along the beach and I found a lamp. It was kind of dirty and I rubbed it off and poof, a genie came out and said, you want three wishes? Hey, you're all looking at me like, that didn't happen. That did not happen. I promise that did not happen. But we've all heard stories. We've all seen, maybe we've seen the movie Aladdin where a genie comes out and says, I'll give you three wishes. What do you want? What would you ask for? Now, here's another story. Say your father is the king of a great land. He died. You're the next in line. You're at the age of, anywhere from the age from 12 to 20 years old. God comes to you and asks you, anything you ask, I'll give it to you. What do you ask for? Well, that's a good story, isn't it? It's not a story, it happened. It's not some fantasy that we think of and we get three wishes and we can think of all these things that we would want. What would we want? This happened. It happened to King Solomon. After King David died, he was between the ages of 12 and 20 as history. Some historians debate. Some say he was 13, 14. Some say he was 20. He's somewhere in that age range. And God comes to him and he goes, anything you ask, I'll give to you. Well, what would we ask for? If God did that today, came to you and said, what would you ask for? Dylan, Matthew, about that age, what would you ask for? You know, I, when I was that age, I could think of a lot of things I could ask for. Give me power. I want power. I want absolute power. I don't just want to be the king of this country. I want to be the king of every country. Give me all the power in the world. That would seem pretty cool, wouldn't it? Most powerful man on earth. Everybody has to come to me. That would be awesome. I want money. Because with money, I can buy power. <laughs> with money, I can buy happiness. I can buy anything I want. Make me the richest man in the world. Or maybe I want to be respected. I want to be the most respected man in the world. I want somebody, everybody to come to me because they respect me and always show me the greatest amount of respect. I want to be the most respected man in the world. You asked me from ages 12 to about 18, that's who I wanted to be, Kevin Green. Give me the talent to rush the quarterback and make the sack. That's what I would want. And give me all the fame that comes with that. Give me a Hall of Fame career in the NFL. That'd be cool. All those things are things that people might would ask for. There's a whole list of things that you might ask for. Can I get three more wishes? <laughs> Three's not enough. Give me three more. Come on. But you know what the problem with all these answers are? It all has to do with me. Make me great. Make me famous. Make me rich. And you're the king of a nation and you wanted it all to be about you? It's all about me. It's me, me, me. In America, we're very, we're very familiar with that concept. Me, 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 me. But what did Solomon ask for? At age 12 to 20, what did he ask for? 
And this will be found in 1 Kings chapter 3, starting in verse 7. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father David. But I am a little child and do not know how to go out or come in. He says, God, you made me this king of this nation, but I'm just a kid. I don't know anything about it. I don't know what I'm doing. And you're asking me what you want me to give you, you to give me? And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen a great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. I'm ruling over people. I can't even, it's too numerous to even count. I have so many people that I'm ruling over. That's a big responsibility. Therefore, give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? He said, give me an understanding heart. Give me the wisdom and understanding and heart to judge your people. I'm a kid. I don't know what I'm doing. I need some understanding here. And God gave him that. God gave him so much wisdom that he was going to be considered the wisest person ever to live. There have been none smarter since. Tales of Solomon's wisdom can be found all throughout the Old Testament. For how wise he was. And that's what he asked God for. How many of us would ask God for that? Give me the wisdom to lead my life. Give me the wisdom to lead these people. Well, when we think about wisdom, what is wisdom? Wisdom can be kind of a funny word because everybody kind of has their own kind of definition of it. The quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment. The quality of being wise. I never like it when they use part of the word in the definition. I mean, I want to know what that word means. The quality of being wise, okay? The soundness in action or decision with regard to the application of experience, knowledge, and good judgment. That one I like a little bit better. But it's being able to make good decisions, making good judgments. And you know, that doesn't come overnight. You know what? When Solomon, when God came to Solomon, Solomon had lost his father. He was only a, at, at oldest, most historians agree, at oldest he was 20 years old. He didn't have the knowledge of life that some older people might have. He knew he was lacking in that area. And that's what he asked for. Do we understand where we're lacking? Is that something we would ask for in an area that we're lacking? Or would we ask for something to make us powerful, rich, and famous? Where does wisdom come from? You know, that, that's a good question. Everybody wants to be wise. Everybody wants to make good decisions. But where does it really come from? <clears throat> in Job 12 and 12, wisdom is with aged men and length of days of understanding. The older you get, the more wisdom you get. We'd kind of call that the Hard knock way of life, learning things. The older you get, you get more wisdom. Why? Because you make mistakes. You learn from your mistakes. You make better decisions. You're older. You've seen more things. You've done more things. You know how the world works more. In Proverbs chapter 1, starting in verse 7, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. 
but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. That's where knowledge begins. When I have a fear of the Lord, that means that's where my knowledge begins. In James 1, in verse 5, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. That's what Solomon did. Solomon wanted wisdom, and he asked God for wisdom. He goes, God, give me the wisdom to rule your people. And God gave him the wisdom. God will give you wisdom. We even have God's wisdom in book form. You want to be wise? Get in the book and study the book. You know, whenever we're out there trying to learn about biology, I'm not going to read a history book. When I'm trying to learn about math, I'm not going to read a science book. When I want to know about the knowledge of life, how about the I go to the guy that created it? The one who made life, the one who understands life to give me that knowledge. A wise son heeds his father instruction, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. And that's Proverbs 13 and 1. You know, Solomon had lost that. He had lost the uh, uh, instruction of his father. His father was gone. You know, if I, if I get stumped and I need some help, I can always call my dad. He didn't have that at that point. He didn't have the fatherly advice anymore. He may have had the advice, some of the advice David had given him in the past. But now when there was a problem that arose, he couldn't go ask his dad anymore. Couldn't go ask his parents. I thank God every day that my dad is still on this earth and I can call him if I have a problem. Because he, he, he gives me the best advice. Why is it you think parents give the best advice? Because they don't want anything bad to happen to their kids. They're going to try to give you the best advice possible. Listen to counsel and receive instruction that way you may be wise in your latter days. When you're young, this one's hard to do. Because I know it all. Whenever I was 18, 19, 20, you couldn't tell me anything. I know how this world works. I'm going to go out and live my life, and I know exactly how everything goes. We all know how that works out. That works out real quick. You get yourself in a lot of trouble. But here in Proverbs again, he says, listen to the counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. You know, my dad, he always used to say about this verse, if you don't heed instruction, you may not have any latter days. (laughs) Heed the instruction. Heed the advice you get. But make sure it's from the right people. Make sure it's from the right type of advice. And we're going to get into some of the other types of knowledge we can have that maybe not be so good for us here in a little bit. Why is wisdom important? Well, do not forsake her and she will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and in all you're getting, get understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing. Proverbs chapter 4. It's the principal thing. It's the first thing that you need to get. God tells you wisdom is number one. It's the principal thing. And if you don't get anything else, get understanding. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. That's in Proverbs chapter 3. You want to be happy? Get wisdom. 
You want to be miserable? Throw wisdom aside. Just do whatever you want to do. Do you want to be happy? Well, I, I can imagine everybody wants to be happy. Then we need to find wisdom. That's what God's telling us. If you want to be happy, find wisdom. How much better is it to get wisdom than gold and get understanding to be chosen rather than silver? It's going to be the most valuable thing you have. Wisdom's going to be worth more than all that money I showed rolled up. It's going to be worth more than any money you can make in your profession. What type of wisdom should we want? You know, there's many types of wisdom you can get. You can go to colleges and get many different types of degrees for many different things. You can be a doctor. You can be an engineer. You can be a vet. There's many types of wisdom you can gain in this world. Well, what kind of wisdom should we be seeking after? In Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. So the kind of wisdom we don't want is our own understanding. We really don't understand the way the world works the way God wants it to work. You know, Isaiah says his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We really don't understand what God's plan for this world is. So we don't need to lean on our own understanding, but trust in the Lord with all of our heart. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Whatever way you're going, acknowledge God. What other path you're on, make sure God's a part of it. And he will direct the path that you should go. Continuing in verse 7, do not be wise in your own eyes. You know what? I'm always right. Just ask me. I've never been wrong. And I'm just being, I'm just joking there. I have been wrong before. I do realize that. But do not be wise in your own eyes because every, everybody in their own eyes thinks they're correct at the point when they're making a decision. Anytime I make a decision, I think it's always the right one. But has it been? Ask my wife how that works out sometimes. When I make a decision, that didn't work out. I don't have time to go into all those. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. So we want to fear the Lord and we want to be away from evil. If you want the right type of knowledge, you can't be around evil. You need to depart from it. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Then we turn over to James chapter 3. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show you by good conduct that his works are done in meekness of wisdom. Who is wise and understanding? He's going to show you through his works that are done in meekness of wisdom. It's not going to be boastful like, I always know what I'm doing, just come ask me. <laughs> it's going to be somebody that's meek about it. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, and demonic. Demonic. Do we want that kind of wisdom? Now, I understand it's good to have a little bit of earthly wisdom. You don't want to be taken for granted. You don't want to be taken for a sucker all the time. I understand that's part of life, that we want to have a little bit of earthly knowledge. But is that where we want all of our wisdom to be? Is that where we want all of our understanding to come from? That I'm the biggest dog so I can just do whatever I want? I can run over people because I got the power to do it. 
No, that's what this world teaches you. You have the power. You have all the control. You can do whatever you want. Nobody can tell you any different. If you're the boss, whatever you say should go. That's the way earthly wisdom works. Whatever you can get away with, that's what you do. That's the way this earth teaches us today. That's the way people grow up learning that if I can steal from you and get away with it, I'm going to do it. If I can take something you worked hard for, I'm going to do it. If I can get away with it, I'm going to do it. That's the wisdom of this earth, and that is not the right kind of wisdom that we need to be searching for. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. All you got to do is look around you and you see that to be true. Anybody that's seeking after themselves, all kinds of evil are around it. I want to feel good and I want to feel good now. Instant gratification kind of thing. But you see people like that and you see evil all around it. If you step back and really look, you'll see the evil that's all around that. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure and then peaceable. Gentle, willing to yield. You know people that aren't willing to yield, even when they're wrong? My granddad used to say, you'd argue with a fence post. (laughs) I'm wrong, I know it, but I'm still going to argue my case even though I know I'm wrong. Full of mercy and good fruit, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is shown in peace, sown in peace by those who make peace. That's the kind of wisdom God wants all of us to have. He doesn't want us to be seeking after everything for ourselves. He wants us to be peaceable. He wants us to be willing to yield when we're wrong. He wants us to be without partiality. Not, some, nobody's better than me. I'm not better than anybody else. Nobody's better than you. Nobody's better than you. We're all the same. Without hypocrisy, that's a big one. How many times have you given somebody advice that you don't take yourself? People see through that real quick. Well, you tell me not to do it, but yet you're going over here and doing it yourself. Well, I have a higher understanding. (laughs) That's not the way we need to be. We need to show the godly type of wisdom. Nobody wants to make bad decisions. You know, if you really want to get to know my family, just come eat a Sunday lunch with us when we're all together. You'll hear all the good stories, I'm telling you right now. There's not a whole lot of the happy stories that worked out well for everybody. We like to rib each other about the stuff that didn't work out so well. And you know what? Some of that's good. Some of that we learn from. You know, I had a girl I was dating in high school. And she would go to church with her family on Sunday morning, but then she'd come over to my house for lunch sometimes. And she'd go, it's amazing some of the stories y'all will tell at the table. Mike's been around. He knows some of the stories we tell. He goes, it's amazing the stuff you tell on yourselves. I told some story I did, I, that happened to me at school, and she goes, and she knew about it. And she goes, I can't believe you sat there and told your whole family that. How bad that worked out for you at school. Well, the thing is, that's also where we got our best advice, too. Mom and dad would sit there and listen and then, well, maybe next time we need to do this. Or maybe next time we need to do that. That was where I got some of my best advice. 
But if you want to know some of the skeletons that are in the cold closet, just come eat Sunday lunch with us. Because even now we still reminisce about it. Mama goes, Mama said last Sunday we were up there, I just want one Sunday where we don't hear a story about how boneheaded some of y'all were. I just want one Sunday where we don't do that. We call them bozo no-nos. We, did, we had a bozo no-no. Yeah, that was stupid. You know, John, do you ever get up and say, I'm going to make a stupid decision this morning? Does it happen? Yeah, it happens. We're not going to be perfect. You know, Solomon, the wisest man in the world, the man who knew that when they brought a baby in front of him, that one mother had lost, and she was claiming that this one was hers, he goes, cut the baby in half. And he knew the real mom wouldn't allow that to happen. The wisest man on earth was out building graven images to other gods in his old age. He let somebody turn his heart away from God. He let the women that he married turn his heart away from God. Turn away from that godly wisdom into self Boy, ain't she pretty. Boy, I really want to marry her. Even though God had commanded him not to. Just because you're wise doesn't mean you're wiser than God and can know what God, better than God, what you need. Solomon was the wisest man on earth. But he still wasn't smarter than God. You know, God was so impressed with the way Solomon answered this question. He goes, I'm going to give you what you asked for. I'm going to give you the wisdom. But I'm also going to give you everything else you didn't ask for. I'm going to give you the riches, the notoriety, the name, the power. I'm going to give you all of that because you asked for the wisdom. And so when we get wisdom, the rest of that stuff comes afterwards. You want people to respect you? Get the wisdom first. You want to have some power? Get the wisdom first. You know, I'm not going to go to a doctor that hadn't been to the medical school. That's just not going to happen. He has to get that wisdom before he's going to operate on me. You want all that? You want all the good things in life? Get the wisdom first. And kids, this this guy was your age, 12 to 20. He had lost his dad. A lot of you still, a lot of the kids here have their parents here. Don't be afraid to ask your parents for advice. Because we don't want you to learn some of the things we learn the hard way. There's things that I learned the hard way. I don't want my kids to learn the hard way. There's some of those bozo no-nos I made that I don't want my kids to learn the hard way. Some of the stupid stuff I did when I was in high school, I don't want my kids to learn that the hard way. But get the wisdom first and everything else will come after. Ask for the wisdom, seek the wisdom, and then everything else you could possibly want could come after that. And not only that, make sure it's the godly wisdom. Don't rely on the wisdom of this earth, which someday will pass away. You know, someday it's not going to matter what four times four is, what four plus four is, uh, how to do a heart transplant, how to fix a horse's broken leg. Someday that's not going to matter. All that wisdom is going to be gone and nobody it's not going to matter at all. But godly wisdom will reign forever. And if you get that kind of wisdom, hold on to it. Cherish it. Use it. Because that's what God requires of us. We have to have that godly wisdom. And if you do that and you cherish it and you hold on to it, there will be a crown of righteousness laid up for you and for all of those who love his appearing. If we can help you, won't you come as we stand and sing?